Hey, before we get into this, I just want to thank Gory Rory for creating the music for the podcast. He created the intro and outro theme music uh, for Radio Fear Macabre, and that is Gory Rory, great composer. You can find him on YouTube, G-O-R-Y space R-O-R-Y. Shoutouts to him. Thank you very much. Back in 1992, released a movie directed by Bernard Rose called Candyman, which saw the protagonist Helen venture out into Cabrini Green in Chicago in order to discover the link between a series of murders and an urban myth. This year releases the spiritual successor to the 92 original. Join me and my friend as we discuss Nia DaCosta's 2021 blockbuster hit, Candyman. Welcome everybody to Radio Fear Macabre, a new podcast I'm starting uh, for the horror genre, where we cover movies, games, TV, books, whatever. And uh, I'm your host, Brandon, and with me is my friend, Justin. Well, hello there. And yes, we will be covering basically everything, even video games. Who doesn't love video games? Even those Michael Myers socks you can buy at Spencer's. (laughs) Hey, those are fucking comfy. I'm going to review them. going to be really fucking comfy. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about Candyman. Ooh. Be my victim. <laughs> hey, Tony Todd had a sexy voice. Tony Todd's a sexy man. Very sexy. Tony Todd follows me on Twitter, so he might listen to this. <laughs> hey, Tony. Hi, Tony. <laughs> I like the things you do. So we went and saw Candyman in theaters the other day. Um, I'm new to reviewing, so I didn't write any notes or shit. Me neither. This is going to be very, you know, how you said it, from the hip. Shoot from the fucking hip. Shooting from the hip, review style. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note to take notes. I'll make a note to make a note the next time I watch a horror movie to review on this podcast. So unprepared, man. I, it's terrible. God. <laughs> like what the hell are we doing here? Uh, I'm a virgin at this. Me too, man. So in podcast sense, uh, we'd survive, <laughs> <laughs> which is not true anymore for newer movies. <laughs> uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> a sequel to the horror film Candyman yeah. from 1992 that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. It's not a very good synopsis on IMDb. You know, the crazy thing about Candyman is is that they're one of the few films that actually ignores all previous sequels. It's becoming a very popular trend now. Uh, they're calling them legacy sequels or, or legacy remakes, where it's not a technical remake or reboot. It'll take a new movie from an older series, ignore everything that happened between the first one and now, and make a direct sequel to it. For instance, Halloween 2018, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's uh, in production right now uh, is going to be doing the same thing. Yeah, it's just going to be called Leatherface, I believe. Yeah. So, Nia DaCosta's Candyman uh, is our new movie. Here is the trailer audio. Candyman. 
The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and it kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. Trina, you broke the door. feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green it was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You're looking for Candyman. He's the monster. It's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. I think it made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't real! Something's happening to me. He had a purpose for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. I am the writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. Spoils the big twist of the movie in the trailer. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that with the mirror scene. Yeah. When he jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not going to spoil it here. Uh, and, you know, audibly, you're not going to get spoiled on it if you haven't seen the trailer. But, yeah. Uh, a lot of scenes in there that probably shouldn't have been in the trailer. But. Very well done trailer, though. It made oh, me yeah. actually want to see the movie again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a it's a it's a problem I think like a lot of movies are having these days. Yeah, I know. Uh, just the other day, I watched the Halloween trailer. Oh yeah, Halloween for Halloween Kills. Halloween and Kills is infamous for that. And it spoiled a hell of a lot. The trailer's good. Um, Halloween podcast coming soon. Oh yeah, when Halloween Kills comes out, we're definitely gonna handle that. Uh, so we're going to get into the non-spoiler part of the review, uh, and then later on we'll give you a warning when we get into spoilers, but right now we're just going to talk about it uh, without spoiling it as much as we can, and give you our recommendation, should you or should you not watch it. Uh, in fact, we can just do that right now. Should they watch it? If you are a fan of Candyman in general, and you enjoyed the original 1992 movie, mm -hmm. by all means, go fucking see it. Yeah, go see it. Um, this, I think, is the horror movie that we needed this year. Exactly. Um, it, it's it's we we 
we could really have used another big name comeback to a horror franchise uh, this year. Um, I know we have Halloween Kills coming out in October, but this was this seemed like the perfect time for a Candyman movie. And in today's society, hell yes. Yeah, we're two <laughs> we're two white guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whites. We we are two white guys. So uh, there's a lot about this movie and its 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 commentary uh, and the issues it touches on, where we don't really have the the life experience to really competently comment. You can take our word from us that this movie's worth watching. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very good. Um, and word warning. To anybody listening, don't listen. Come into that movie with an open mind. Don't try to listen to people who are bashing the movie. Are you talking about like the people who are like Candyman's too woke? Yes, exactly. This new Candyman's too woke. Please, <laughs> have you like tell me you haven't seen Candyman the first one without telling me you haven't seen Candyman? <laughs> exactly. The whole purpose of this movie. I won't say the whole purpose. It's it's a scary movie. And I think in my here here's my spoiler-free review. It's not as scary as the original. The, I can agree with that. The original is scarier. I prefer the original to this movie. It's slightly, it's slightly, and because the the first Candyman is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's definitely like up there in my top five horror movies. Same here, top five, top ten for me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that was already going to be a hard one to beat. Uh, but this one, it comes really close. If if I were to say, like, my top ten and allow, like, sequels to be in there with originals and stuff like that, both of these movies will probably find their way on there. But, um, yeah, I liked the original better. Uh, and that's not to say anything bad on this movie. It's just that first movie's legendary. Exactly, and I think a part of it also has to do with when you watch the original, you're not really knowing what to expect. Yeah. When you watch the sequel to this current day Candyman, you kind of already have a feel about what's going to happen, and it's not you're not so much on the edge of your seat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, because like I said before, it is one of these legacy sequels, so... A lot of a lot of things these legacy sequels do is hit on a lot of the same points the original did, kind of like it's a spiritual reboot, but th- but lore wise or story wise it's a sequel. Well, one thing is for certain though, I sure as hell wouldn't try to go to Cabrini Green. Why is that? Why? Are we talking about the original or the, in the sequel? The original. In the original. Well, yeah. Well, Helen well, makes li- it through there. Yeah, burned alive. <laughs> she jumped in that fire. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing, we'll be put on. Spoilers for the original Candyman, by the way. Uh, oh, shit. Even in the spoiler free for this movie, the spoiler free part, we're probably going to spoil the original. <laughs> but, yes, um, also in the original, during this time when they were filming Candyman, this was a little bit right after the Rodney King trial, and racial tensions were very high. Oh, yeah, the L.A. riots, yeah. Yes, because of Rodney King. And uh, 
a lot of the extras in that movie were actual gang members from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that just goes on to the whole spirit of horror movies in general. Whenever there is unrest within a community or something like that, you can expect a horror movie to be born from it. Mm-hmm. Because horror movie, horror movies in general, and this is another point to why I don't understand the people like, this is too woke. The horror genre in and of itself is uh, just social commentary, really. I mean, of course, you got your movies that's just like, let's see more blood, boobs, sex. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, the horror genre has been used as a vehicle for, like, you know, stuff like this. Yes. Uh, Social injustices or or commentary on us as a... Species as a society or a species. I mean, look at anything George Romero's ever touched ever, <laughs> and you you will find a lot of symbolism and stuff like that for like thing thoughts that he had on society. So, uh, the people bashing this movie just because of its quote unquote woke, uh, they they don't know horror movies. I don't think. Like well enough. I mean, the thing is, I, the, a lot of their argument is is that the, the, what I've seen online is that it's just too much in your face about it. The first original movie was a lot more subtle about it. Was it though? <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, they don't. In the original movie, they didn't like come out and like say certain things but it was pretty obvious what was going on in that movie but oh yeah to the people listening funny story while we were at the theater watching this movie there was actually a whole group of white teenagers that left pissed off midway through the movie because they thought it, the movie was too woke uh, I don't know if it was because they thought the movie was too woke or if their attention spans just didn't allow them to sit and watch a movie. I've, I've pretty frequently said that, like, Gen Z, they got their shit together pretty well compared to millennials like us. Um, but some of the shit <laughs> God, they do, uh, I can't sit in a movie theater anymore in silence and everybody just appreciating the movie because those kids will not shut up and they didn't no they, they didn't. did not they they kept talking through the whole movie they were taking selfies through the whole movie cell phones not even paying attention not even paying attention like he said short attention span and i i don't really i'm not like a easily aggravated person but that was getting on my nerves yeah and i want to rewatch this movie just you know in hopes that i don't have that experience again with the movie watch the fucking movie yeah just <laughs> I mean it's just basically as clear as I can say if, it. if you're going to a movie theater where you have to share respect that space with everyone that's trying to watch a movie but I mean we've and of course we've always had assholes like that but it just seems more frequent lately yep I can't argue with you there no. uh, I hope we don't run into that when we go watch Malignant <coughs> Yeah, Malignant. Which is on HBO Which, Max when it man, comes out. I might just how about all the uh, the new horror movies that are coming out this oh, yeah. year? What My was that God. one? What was that one? Uh, it wasn't Malignant. We saw like three trailers for horror movies. Um, it was Malignant. Malignant. And Halloween there was, Kills. Uh, yes. 
and then there was another one. I don't remember the name of it, but it looks really good. It looks like a mix of like Moulin Rouge and The Conjuring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks good. But anyway, uh, back to Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. Uh, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. This is our first podcast. But, uh... Uh, the original movie I liked a little bit better for multiple reasons. Uh, one of those reasons being, and I think I can say this without it being too much of a spoiler, uh, more Tony Todd. Yes. You you can't deny that he makes a movie better. <laughs> I mean, he is Candyman. He is he is Candyman, and I don't have a like before we get into that. I don't I I have no issue with Michael Hargrove's Candyman in this movie. Uh, he did an excellent job. He's a very different Candyman, though. He's he's quiet. He's creepy. Um, he doesn't speak. Yes, actually, he yeah. I mean, you'll see when you watch it. It's not really big of a spoiler, but yeah, he does not speak one word the entire movie. Yeah, he just he's just there menacingly. <laughs> menacingly. Yeah, he's he's in your mirror. He's watching you everywhere you go. Say his name five times. He's coming. Candyman, good movie. Go watch it. I give it my amateur seal of approval. Yeah, I mean, just some random guy on the internet here. Yeah, go see it. It's good. But in all seriousness, just give it a shot. Now we're going to talk about the whole movie as much as we can. Uh, we're getting into spoilers as of right now. You are now entering the spoiler zone. The movie starts with a young Rodney L. Jones III playing as Billy, and uh, he's making shadow puppets. Which also, the shadow puppet aesthetic in this whole movie, artistically wonderful. I love it. Uh, But he's making shadow puppets of uh, some social injustice going on. And um, you'll see that a lot in this movie, by the way. Yeah, he, uh, his his mama tells him he's got to go do the laundry. So he goes to the laundromat, or to the laundry room. Basement of the laundry room. Yeah. Uh, there's a big old hole in the wall. Out comes Michael Hargrove, our new Candyman. Uh, and this is set in the 70s at this point. Creepy as fuck, too. He's, he is creepy, but, you know, uh, he, he's a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a real nice guy. He comes out. Just your friendly, uh, you know, guy coming out of a hole in the wall. Just, just your friendly Candyman. Just some, just, some, uh, just some sweets with yeah. a hook for a hand. And it's not like a, like, a, like a scary hook. It's like a prosthetic hook that people would use before prosthetic hands were a thing. He's a nice guy. He's just misunderstood. Yeah, we can go with that. And, uh, you know, he just wants to give candy to kids. So he comes out of the wall. He scares this kid. And earlier the cops were asking if anybody had seen him. Apparently, uh, somebody got a piece of candy that had a razor in it. And, of course, the black man that is going around giving candy is like the cops primary suspect in all this the kid was being questioned before he goes into the laundry room about if he had seen that man or not and then later he appears uh to give him a piece of candy scares him 
So the kid screams. The the cops come running into the building. He drops a piece of candy while like hiding after realizing like oh the guy's harmless. He drops a piece of candy down the stairs. The cops hear it. They come running into the room, and they viciously beat the man to death. And then, what do they say? Like a week or two weeks later, after he was killed by the cops, people were still getting razors in their candy. Yep. So he turned out to be an innocent man. That's when we learn about that, and they eventually got the suspect and arrested him. But they killed an innocent man and just kind of swept it under the rug. Did they say whether or not they got the person that was actually doing it? I believe so, yeah. In the movie, they said they fa- uh, they found out that it wasn't him, and they they got the, ri- the the guy who did it. Okay. I didn't know if like they just... I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they touched on whether or not the real person doing it got caught. But it was made apparent that he was innocent. And it wasn't him that was doing that. Yeah. So, innocent man dies, killed by the police, killed by white people, uh, and thus is the origin story for another Candyman. And that's the thing that this movie does is show you that there's not Candyman, there's Candy Men. Men. Yes. Um, and a, you know, it's a it's a thing that happens regularly over time if someone is in a particularly just brutal and vicious situation where that leads to their death due to an injustice it kind of births a new candy man of that generation and so this was the candy man of the 70s and he's he's the candy man you see throughout most of the movie yeah yeah but we a little 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 surprise near the end yeah but we cut to modern day we have a gay couple uh, going into this very, very nice apartment complex. I wish I lived there. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Uh, and um, one of the characters, he's there meeting his sister. The gay couple is played by Nathan Stewart Jarrett and Kyle Kaminsky. They go to the apartment. They're visiting his sister, played by Tayona Paris, and her boyfriend... Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Plays the main character, Anthony McCoy. Yes, Anthony McCoy. Living in a great apartment. He is a artist. artist. Yes, he is an artist. And she is like a curator for showings and art shows. Yeah. He's been kind of struggling recently, and he's trying to find motivation. And then all of a sudden he hears about Candyman. Yeah, from the story that... um, his girlfriend's brother tells them and I, you gotta love the, the those random moments in horror movies like look y'all wanna hear a scary story <laughs> pretty much I, yes yeah. and so he goes he tells them a story about Helen from the first movie uh, and the urban legend that was born from everything that happened in the first movie yeah pretty much rehashes uh Pretty much everything that happened in the 92 film. This is a story about a woman named Helen Lyle. She was a grad student, a white grad student, doing her thesis on the urban legends of Cabrini Green. For research, she came down to Cabrini a few times, you know, asking questions, taking pictures of graffiti, people. And then, one day, she just snaps. She beheaded a Rottweiler. By the time the police show up, 
She's in one of the apartments doing snow angels in a pool of blood. Yeah, but with one key thing about it, uh, no mention of Candyman in that story. So everyone believes she was the candy man well everyone believes that she was just some crazy chick running through cabrini green doing a bunch of crazy stuff yes (laughs) Uh, but she became kind of an urban legend Um, not not in the same way at the end of the first movie because at the end of the first movie she was basically like another candy man yes they said her name five times in the mirror and she showed up and she showed up yeah but uh that got a bit retconned, I believe, because you don't see Helen in this movie. No. She's just mentioned. I did hear that she was going to be in the movie, but they cut it. Hmm. Like, she did, uh, I don't believe they filmed her or anything. She was never on set, but, like, the original plan was to have her in the movie at some capacity. Uh, but it got cut before. Well, it would have been kind of interesting to see how they would have went with it, but... Maybe it was for the best. It probably was, yeah. Because she was dead, so it would have been another... Yeah, well, that's like the whole thing with like the first movie. It had a lead white woman character who... I, I can't really uh, put this into the category of like a white savior movie that we see a lot. Like... Tom Cruise, The Last Samurai, <laughs> where white man comes and fixes all problems. Um, yeah, I don't know if this, the if the first Candyman could really be categorized as that. I think it was more of a commentary on the whole white savior trope. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Helen going through the movie, using her privilege to get into all these places. Yeah, she really shouldn't be in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was for the better that she wasn't shown in here but she did voice some lines for the movie the recordings that Anthony listens to later on yes um, those weren't from the original it wasn't archival sound clips or anything uh, those were new recordings from the actress who played Helen I, her name escapes me Virginia Madsen yeah yeah he hears about Candyman after researching the story of Helen uh, he goes to Cabrini Green and meets the laundry man. <laughs> he meets the the man that works at the laundromat. His character's name is William Burke, and he's played by Coleman Domingo. Yeah. He meets him, and they go to the laundromat, and he tells him the story of Candyman. Yes, he uh, basically rehashes what happened when he was a child. Yeah. Basically, what you see in the beginning of the movie, he's basically telling Anthony. Helen Lyle was out here looking for Candyman. You ask me? I say she found him. What's Candyman? For me, Candyman was a guy named Sherman Fields. He had a hook for a hand. Neighborhood character used to stand out there and hand out sweets to us when I was a kid. One October, a razor blade shows up in a little white girl's Halloween candy. And one day, I saw myself. He'd been hiding in the walls. Ah! 
That's when I saw the true face of fear. Tells him the legend, tells him the story, tells him, you know, say his name five times in the mirror, and he'll come. Not six times. Not six times. I said it six times. <laughs> it's five times. A lot of people get it confused with Bloody Mary, which is three times. The Clive Barker story was inspired by the Bloody Mary urban legend. Uh, did you ever play Bloody Mary? No. You never did it? Fuck no. No? <laughs> I can't remember if I did or not, but I remember being around people who did. And I remember getting freaked out. I was kind of scaredy cat when I was little. Well, man, who wasn't? <laughs> he... What happened after that? He he just goes take he goes to take some pictures for inspiration for his art. Yeah, and during the time... And this is uh, one of the big plot points in the movie that leads into a huge reveal later... He gets stung on his hand by a bee. Mm -hmm. Throughout this whole movie, that bee sting spreads all throughout his hand where it starts basically rotting off. Yeah, it's pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah, really <laughs> gnarly. That's it's it, it's uh it's a good point of body horror for this movie. Is yeah. is that bee sting? Slowly throughout the whole movie, he gets worse. And worse, yeah. And worse. He goes to take pictures uh, for inspiration. He's taking pictures around Cabrini Green. Gets stung by the bee, mm -hmm. like you said, and uh, it, it's it's rotting on him the whole time throughout the movie. Um, he goes, he gets like in the zone again. He's got his motivation back for some artwork because he's had a really bad artist block. Um, and he makes uh, a painting of uh, the 70s Candyman getting brutalized. Yep. And um, his girlfriend, he shows it to his girlfriend, and she's like, uh, she wasn't about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, she was like, it's kind of like on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and he, he's thinking about doing a whole series of it, and then we cut to them later at the art show. Yes. And there's a lot of artists there and a lot of people looking at the art, a lot of critics. Um, and for his art piece, it's just a mirror hanging on the wall. And it's called Say My Name. Yes. And when you open the mirror, yeah, all of his art is behind it. It's behind it in like uh, this room behind the wall behind the art which I think is a really good reference to the first movie where she opens the mirror yeah and there's a hole in it that leads into that other room I believe it was actually meant to be that way yeah and honestly that's for real life that's actually really freaking creative if you're just trying to do artwork actually having a mirror opening up to artwork that's yeah. actually really 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 cool yeah and I, I believe that 
don't quote me on this, but I think I've heard that the whole, like, hole in the wall behind the mirror leading to another room is, like, something that really happened and someone got killed because of that. I would believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely believe I it. I think that's where they got their inspiration from it in the first movie. Uh, well, in Clive Barker's book. And when we do cut to the, the art show, the first one shown is that teenage girl that we'll see later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good nod. <laughs> she uh, says Candyman only five times. Yeah. Well, later in the movie. Yeah, later but in the we movie. But we see her at the art show learning about the Candyman. Yeah, it's a really good, nice foreboding. Yeah, a very foreboding <laughs> shot. Uh, she, she's she's reading um, Anthony's uh, insert on the little pamphlet for the show that tells her about the legend, say say Candyman five times and all that. Uh, and she doesn't even open the thing. She just looks at the mirror and she's like, "Huh, oh, okay," and leaves. And the funny part is, and we'll we'll cover cover this more later in the uh, review. How it cuts into her back into it because uh, Brianna's brother is like, who the hell's going to be enough enough to say that? And it cuts straight to her. Wasn't it Brianna that said it? It was was either her brother or Brianna that said it. Yeah. But it cuts directly to her, and I started laughing my ass off. Oh, yeah. I remember me and you were both in the theater. We're like, (laughs) oh, God, (laughs) there's about to be a murder. I think I literally (laughs) pointed at the screen and said, her. (laughs) She was... (laughs) But I think that was like she said, "Who would do that?" And her brother before that uh, was like saying something like, uh, "No, black people don't need to be summoning nothing." <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, he was basically her brother is the com- the comedy relief of the movie. Oh, he's great in this. Yes, movie. he is I hilarious. Love, I loved his character. Uh, but yeah, at the art show, uh, the critic comes by to look at it, and uh, Anthony is over there. He even says, I don't know why I'm hanging around my piece telling you about it like some asshole. The art speaks for itself. He said that. And she's like, "Mm mm-hmm. And this scene was really good because I think it was a really good, like, nod to the commentary of this movie in general. Like, it's being, like, super meta. So... She was such a bitch. She was such a bitch. And I think this was, like, a, a representation part of the of the movie where she's representing uh, critics who are going to hate this movie and uh, his art was representing the movie itself and she she was like I think it's very clear what the message is here I think you make it very obvious it's a little too in my face and I'm like this is referencing this movie that this is happening (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she opens it up she's not impressed she's not about it she says some really racist shit and he's like looking at her like what what and she's like no artists yeah you artists yeah. <laughs> yeah later on he gets really really drunk and he basically just lashes out oh uh, i don't blame him they were being fucking dicks to him oh everybody he was. he goes he goes up to uh i don't i don't know who cuz i know the guy uh the guy who was being a dick to him was the guy who gets yeah, but there was the other guy too that he first talked to, and he was like, "Yeah, I can see why you hid all your all your art behind a wall. Where'd you get it? Like the dollar store or something like that." Yeah. And I'm like, "What? Why are they being such dicks to him?" Yeah. I'm sorry, he's not like painting what you want him to. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> chill he the la- fuck out. So basically, he just lashes out, makes a huge scene at the art. 
<laughs> he's like, bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and, and they leave. The guy's like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with being called a bitch. <laughs> and then he walks off. <laughs> uh, then basically right after that, you see the guy who was being an ass to him. And uh, I don't know her name, but it was one of his, I guess, students or something maybe or maybe I don't, I don't know if he has students or I, I don't know what the relation was there but this guy and this woman uh, the the guy who is he another art critic or is he he works with Anthony's he works with Brianna yeah I believe so yeah so um, basically they're, they're the only ones in this yeah, the art cl- music. closing up shop yeah, yeah pretty much and uh they start uh, getting a little frisky. What horror movie doesn't have it? Yeah, they, they're, they're gonna. Which I will give Candyman credit. They did not go through completely with the sex because, as you'll see in future movies that we're gonna do, <laughs> it was like just like some weird like grinding on each other, fully clothed. It's like almost a dance, but also like they don't know how to dance. Exactly. And like that was like their foreplay. <laughs> I will give them credit. At least they didn't go full on crazy like a lot of horror movies do. Because in future movies we're gonna review, we're gonna there's gonna be some graphic. <laughs> oh yeah. Graphic sex scenes with full nudity and everything. But I will give Candyman credit. And I don't believe in the original. I don't believe there was any nudity either. Was there not? Maybe there was a scene with the main actress uh, in the tub or something, but that was about it. Yeah. But in this one, they actually had respect to actually not show anything, and I actually give them props for that because, honestly, to make a good horror movie, it doesn't have to have nudity. Right. Or sex. Well, my camp is, if there was nudity in that scene, would have been completely fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) But... Candyman, I give you props for that. Yeah, so... I mean, um, it wouldn't have changed the scene irregardless. I mean, shit was going to go down, bodies were going to be mangled. Yeah. Irregardless. Yeah. So they were having awkward, hip-grinding, fully-clothed time in front of the mirror, in front of Anthony's work. And And she she does it. (laughs) And she was trying to be all kinky, because it was kind of a kink. She was, like, wanting uh, him to be kissing on her and stuff while she was in the mirror looking saying saying candy man five times and then as soon as she says it five times we we get him we get him in here <laughs> and i like the way the camera angles and the shots was because oh, God, yes. it, there's the first shot i always love a good camera view first shot you just see them being drug around with no nothing being shown i got to i got to look up who was in charge of the cinematography in this movie because they did an excellent fucking job throughout the whole all the kills the whole the whole movie especially during the kills but the whole movie was shot so well but first camera shot you see them getting drug around the woman gets freaking oof. oh yeah she gets like cut open and like at first he's like yo what the fuck is this a prank <laughs> Yeah, but then you see the same shot, but with a mirror in the background. And that's a common thing you'll see throughout this whole movie. You'll see shots where it looks like there's nothing there. 
And then you'll see another shot with the mirror and him just walking towards them or him oh, yeah. in the act of killing. Well, the, in that projector, too. Yes. He's in front of the projector, but you don't see him. But you see the shadow being cast mm-hmm. from the projection as his hook is slicing through the projector screen. That was really good. John Gulisarian, if, if we are butchering that, I'm sorry. Uh, great cinematography. Very, very good. I loved it. Uh, yeah, you can't see him. You can only see him in the in the mirrors and reflections throughout the scene. She gets straight up cut open as he's like grinding on her. He thinks it's a joke at yeah. first. Then he sees it's real. He freaks out, runs to the door. The door's already locked. Candyman's got that covered. Hook through the Achilles tendon. Yes. Oh. And he's just getting dragged by an invisible force. But as they're passing the mirrors, you see... Yeah, him just dragging him. Candyman with his hook in this dude's leg, just dragging him. Brings him him over to Anthony's artwork. Kills them on the spot. Then we cut to the next day. Yep, next day to where Brianna... Yeah. She comes in, and it's kind of silent... Yeah. And you see her walk in. You don't actually see her seeing the bodies, but it just cuts into her seeing, like, the blood puddle. And she comes in and sees. She screams. She screams <laughs> like Understandably. <crazy>. Understandably. <laughs> um, and then and, we cut to Anthony watching the news. Yes. <laughs> and they're talking about the murders, and they bring up the, uh, Anthony's name and his, uh, and his artwork. Um... And after the news report's done with that, with that, uh, Anthony, he's just like, oh, they said my name. Oh, wow. It's like he doesn't even care that the person just got murdered and, yeah. stuff, and that his girlfriend, Brianna, or wife. No, girlfriend. His girlfriend. Okay. His girlfriend, Brianna, saw the murder, yeah. the aftermath, and he doesn't care. Yeah, well, I love how that that scene was shot because it's just him watching the news. You don't know that there's other people in the room with him. Yeah, and he's just like they said my name, and then the camera cuts out to like Brianna and her brother sitting there, and they're all just just looking at him like, did you litter? Did you really just fucking say that? Is that really all you care about? (laughs) She she doesn't even say anything. She just looks shocked and she just walks away in shock. And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, obviously it's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but cut even forward after that, he goes right back to painting. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a thing, that's a, the common thing. A lot of times when something is happening, he's painting. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we see his his hands getting a lot worse, too. Yes. Uh, he's, it's done spread almost it's, to his whole hand. Yeah. It's going up his arm at this point a little bit. But um, isn't isn't this the part from the trailer where, like, he's painting and going... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, that, that might be later on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, he he's getting really into painting and... His next work, he, I think he's just he's just painting the faces of Candyman, pretty much, and uh, a whole buttload of paintings of Candyman. Yeah, he's he's painting obsessively, like he's literally obsessed with Candyman at this point already. Yeah, uh, and then I believe we get to the critic. Yes, uh, the critic calls him 
Because of the news. Because of the news, and yeah. she wants to speak to him, so he goes to her uh, her apartment, her apartment, very nice apartment. And very, they speak and talk. It's like a cylinder, and like the, I love the shot in the hallway leading to her apartment. It's like the curved hallway. Yes, that's really good. I love the arch- the architecture in this movie is amazing. Yeah, this is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, mine too. This is my favorite fucking kill. This is why I've been saying like the cinematography in this movie is so great. Yes. So they sit there, they have a little chit chat together, and then she says that she has to go to the restroom. Uh huh. And he's because uh, he basically dares her well, to go in there. Well, before that, the, the conversation they're having was like really heavy because she was like, "Oh, I want to like, you know, I want to, I want to work with you. Your art's really good and all that." And he's like, "Huh? Before people got killed in front of my artwork and it made the news, you didn't really seem to care. But I guess you know, uh, when we artists." get yeah. famous y'all want to you know cash in on that basically is what he's saying yeah he, he's, he's calling out you know her bullshit her bullshit and her whiteness yeah <laughs> and uh so they they have a tense conversation then she says oh i'm gonna go to the bathroom and he's like I dare you to say it do you really want to understand say it say it she's like what are you talking about candy man five times mm-hmm. do it no balls <laughs> basically much. he doesn't say no balls but yeah. basically that's what he's saying uh, so she goes to the bathroom and we don't we don't see if she said it or not nope uh, and then this is the part in the fucking trailer this is this is the part where he he go he goes what was there was a bee or something he yes. he, he gets distracted in some way to where it, like it leads him to the mirror. I can't remember the the exact part on this, but he starts freaking out because of bees. He goes to in front of a mirror, and then uh, basically he just sees a reflection of himself as Candyman well, in the mirror. This is the uh, the seventies Candyman. He sees as a reflection yeah. on this part. So he's as his his reflection instead of seeing himself, he sees the seventies Candyman uh, doing everything he's doing in the mirror. And like his his fucked up beasting hand is matching with like the hook, and like they almost touch. He's freaked out. And this was in the trailer. This is like a big like hint at what's going on by the end of the movie. Exactly. Uh, so he almost touches his reflection, and then the critic comes out. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing? What's going on?" <laughs> and then basically he freaks out and says he has to go. Uh, he leaves. I gotta go. <laughs> and here comes, ladies oh. and gentlemen, the best part. It, it's it's subtle, it's it's not silent, like, basically because you just it's hear. silent, yeah. But like, it's not even like the focus middle point of the screen or anything. Oh. It's the we get an outside shot of the apartment zooming complex, out. zooming out, and it's it, it doesn't even happen right away. It waits till the camera's like a good bit zoomed out. It shows him leaving. You see through the window from the outside. Yeah, him leaving. Him yeah. leaving, and she's just looking out the window. Minding her business, and then the next thing you know, she's just getting strung up with a hook, an invisible hook. You don't see Candyman at all, but you see her just getting dragged across her window, leaving a bloody trail. And And during this, the camera is still just zooming out, and you can see inside other buildings, too, people doing regular shit. Yeah, and then this woman's just getting murdered and tossed around and shit, and it was just beautifully shot. And it's like the most like subtle kill in the movie well, my favorite kill honestly. but, but it, it was just done so well it was my favorite scene just 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 camera work wise just how the scene was set up it's great props props to the cinematographer yeah 
basically after that, they wake up the next morning, and of course, her death is in the news also. Yes. Oh, and they have to go to that dinner. Yes. Yeah, and, she, and like before before the dinner, you know, uh, Brianna was like, "Don't fuck this up for me," you know, because they're yeah. like, "We're having dinner with some important people." Yeah. Um, they go to the dinner. the 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 news is on the TV where they're eating at. Uh, he sees it, and his name's attached to it again. Yes. Because she was a critic of his art. Mm-hmm. She was at the art show, so his name's attached. He freaks out and he runs out of there. He runs back to the laundromat guy, and then that's when the laundromat guy tells him the story of the original Candyman. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. He he goes hunts down the guy working at the laundromat. Um, Ninety two movie Candyman. Yeah, he tells him about the Tony Todd Candyman. Got in a relationship with a white woman. And he fell in love with a white woman, um, and of course, during those times, this was the 1800s. They, you know, the white folk didn't appreciate that too much. Oh no! Covered in honey, beast things. They burnt him too. They burnt, yeah, beasts covered in beast things, and then they burn him alive. Yeah, for for falling in love. And in case people don't wonder, his name was uh, Daniel Rubitel. Daniel Rubitel, who? Yeah, Tony Todd's character. Oh, okay. His original name. His original name was Daniel Rubitel. Yeah. What is he? The first one, where it all began, was in the 1890s. The story of Daniel Rubitel. He made a good living touring the country painting portraits for wealthy families. But you know how it goes. They love what we make. But not us. Rubitel committed the ultimate sin of his time. They fell in love. They had an affair, she got pregnant. The girl tells her father and what, you know, he hires some men to hunt Robitaille down and told him to get creative. Chase him through here in the middle of the day. He collapses from exhaustion right near where the old tower in Chestnut used to be. They beat him, tortured him. They cut off his arm and jam a meat hook at the stump. They smear honeycomb from the nearby hives on his chest and let the bees sting him. A crowd started to form to watch the show. The big finale. They set him on fire. And he finally dies. But a story like that. A pain like that. Lasts forever. That's Candyman. He's real. Bell is real. Samuel, Sherman, Daniel Robitaille, they're all real. Candyman is how we deal with the fact that these things happened. That they're still happening. So he tells him that story, and he also, this is where he drops on, there's there's not just one Candyman. Yes. There's been Candyman over the years. Candyman is everywhere. Yeah, and some of the, some of the, they, they do kind of like a smash cut of like, origin stories of other candy men like visually they don't say them and i think like one of them was uh a, based off of a real life case where a 14 year old boy was wrongfully executed mm-hmm. uh and he had to like sit on a stack of books to reach the electrocution chair little headpiece it's mm-hmm. fucked up yeah yeah he goes to the hospital because of his hand 
Yes. It's all fucked up. And then that's the nurse says, welcome back, Anthony. He's like, I've never been here before. It's like, well, according to our files, you were born here at Cabrini Green. And, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and throughout this uh, movie, before they even that scene even happens, is that she, uh, his uh, Brianna's telling Anthony, hey, your mom called. She wants to talk to you. And he's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of hinting that like his mom's like a, a big deal in this movie throughout yes. the whole movie without us seeing her. And then what do you know? Boom. Michelle Williams. Yep. Reprising her role from Candyman 1. Exactly. And, and then he found out that... Anthony is Anthony. Yes. <laughs> yes, he found out that... Uh, yeah. The baby. the baby... The baby... This is the big spoiler that a lot of people would be saying... The baby in the 92 movie is the main character in this movie. Yeah. The baby that Candyman wanted, uh, but yeah. never got. But yeah, the mom was Vanessa Williams reprising her role as... Uh, as uh, And she looks great in this movie. Yes. She looks, Anna Marie. She looks really good in this movie. Yeah, Anna Marie. Yeah. Um, and there was even... A, like, they're having the discussion. She drops it on him because he, he was asking her questions about it. She drops it on him, and then he. There's a part where he's like, uh, he says Candyman, and she's just like, <laughs> like just sh- shut up. <laughs> and we, bas- don't, we don't say that here. And basically, after that scene, he basically just goes into a trance. Yeah, he's he's messed up through the rest of the movie because of this. Yeah, he's basically. He did a really good job in this movie. Yes, he's he, a very he good did. actor. He was but, in. He was in. Uh, he was in Watchmen, and uh, he was in Get Out. Yeah. But uh, basically, after what his mom told him, he is basically his whole spirit's broken. Everything. He's basically in a trance. Basically, leaves. Doesn't even talk to his mom. He just basically just walks out and leaves. Yeah, he just gets out. <laughs> he's he's not. He's Mother's not distraught, okay. and then basically. He goes back because uh, at this point, when he goes and sees his mom, she lives in Cabrini, Cabrini Green. Yeah. Uh, and basically, he just, he just leaves the house and he just goes next door. I was I was to the laundry mat basically, right? I, I almost expected her to die in this movie somehow. That's basically her last scene in the movie. Yeah, she. We don't see her again. I I thought you know she was like done for. I'm like, oh, you're thrown back into this lady. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but basically <laughs> after that scene, she doesn't show up the rest of the movie. But it's still heartbreaking because she knows her son is like done for at this point. Yeah, the Candyman's coming for him. And the thing about uh, there's no Helen to sacrifice on a bonfire. And that's the thing. Uh, that's basically Candyman's son. Uh, his chosen, I'd say. His chosen because he was marked, basically. Yeah, uh, and that's what the the whole beasting was. Candyman, like getting his hook in him, so he ain't going anywhere now. If Brianna goes back to to uh, her apartment. Uh, she's pissed about the dinner. Yes, and she goes to to chew Anthony out, and uh, she goes into the art room, and she sees all the paintings that he's been working on and they like it's it's a very creepy vibe mm-hmm. she she can look at the work that he's been doing and know something's not okay and then he comes in and he's like what are you doing um and they have an argument and uh he that's where he lets her know like i think i brought him back and she's like who he's like candy man and she's like you're, you're stupid. Candyman's not real. I'll show you right now. And she goes up to a mirror that he has in the room, and she goes, Candyman, he 
flips his shit. Busts the mirror. Throws like a paint can or something at the mirror. Breaks it open. Starts breaking all of the other mirrors in in the in the room. Yep. And uh, she she freaks out. She says, "Don't follow me." And she leaves. She goes to her brother's. Candyman isn't real. I saw him. Candyman isn't real, Anthony. You know, you know what is real? Me, Anthony, me, this, this is real. You don't understand. Okay, I, I, I will show you that. Okay. Candyman. No! Candyman! No! No! Don't. Don't follow me. Uh, and then they're there um, having a good time, smoking weed, talking shit about Anthony. He, the brother, he's uh, like, I told you to not fall for that big muscle-headed motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's great. In that yeah. movie. Um, and they were even like, we'll, we'll, like, we'll have to... We'll have to stomp his ass if we need to, you know. Like he looks yeah. at his boyfriend, he's like, "You gonna do that?" And boyfriend's like, "I guess if I have to." <laughs> uh, then they basically part of the scene afterwards is like, "Well, who's gonna be dumb enough yeah. to say to say Candyman that's, in the mirror?" That's why they're, they're they're smoking some weed and they're talking about it. That's where he's like, you know, black people don't wanna be summoned on nothing. He asks her, he's like, "Just promise me you won't do it." And she's like, "What? Say Candyman." in the mirror like he's like just just promise me you won't do that and she goes well no who would be stupid enough to do that and it cuts right to <laughs> the girl in high school walking down the hallway yep and that was the same girl that was uh, in the movie earlier walking through the art gallery yeah she gets uh, a bunch of her friends in the bathroom I love this part they're, they're, they're in, like lined up you know shoulder to shoulder in the mirror in the bathroom and they say Candyman, and like the lights flicker and something yeah. falls, and the Asian girl is like, so it's all white girls left. Yeah. The Asian girl's like, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> At the first sign of trouble, the the not white person's like, I'm out of here, and the white people are like, let's keep going. So they say Candyman. Another girl walks in. Yeah. Uh, goes into the stall. They kind of like pick on her a little bit. Yeah, a young young black woman. Yeah. So they're picking on her. They do the Candyman thing, and then they're like, "Well, nothing's oh, happened. Nothing happened. Let's go." They try to leave. The door's locked. They freak out. Um, the girl, she has a little like compact mirror, and she's like checking like her hair or whatever. And her hair—I didn't notice this when we first watched it—that her hair on the back of her head gets like flipped up, and a bee lands on her. Yeah. And she freaks out. She's like, guys, there's something really fucking wrong here. And then Candyman just slaughters the shit out of these, like, five girls. Have you guys heard of Candyman? Okay, ready? Candyman. 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 Not today. Not today. Two more times. Candyman. One more. Candyman. Well, we're still alive, so. Katrina. Let's go. 
another good part of the scene is that a majority of it you're seeing through basically a point of view of the woman that's in the stall yeah she she's just terrified uh of all the sounds and stuff she was listening on her on her headphones for most of it and then like i think like somebody like hits against her door as they're getting killed yeah and then they drop something that has a kind of a reflection and she can see the compact sort of, mirror yeah yeah the compact mirror Which she that can was see. really good because the bee flies on it yeah and then like the reflection starts doing like a different thing that the bee's doing so yeah. like the reflections like got a life of its own yeah and then you see like candy man's floating feet he's like hovering over the ground just levitating levitating basically tracking yeah but yeah that was very good and you guys about this podcast i mean there's gonna be parts sometimes where we're just skipping probably parts of movies or forgetting stuff at some point but it's just part of how we're gonna do things yeah we'll, we'll take notes next time <laughs> yeah <I'll> take notes <laughs> like i said still first first podcast so now we'll go to the part where brianna is at the uh laundromat yeah so she goes in yeah this is this is the scene i'll say i love this so much because we white people in movies in horror movie situations we're kind of stupid yeah we hear a noise and we're like let's go check it out so that's why i love this scene brianna goes into the laundromat she goes into the back room the door locks behind her she doesn't know it yet she opens the door that leads to she's looking for the guy in the laundromat because anthony told her about him she opens the door that leads into the dark creepy basement and this scene this scene where like if it was a a, another helen you know she would have been like grabbing like a flashlight or something or trying to turn the light on and like go investigate but brianna opens it up sees dark creepy basement and she says nope closes that shit right away and then when she tries to walk off she sees that the door is locked yeah and then laundromat guy guy comes and get grabs her kidnaps her uh, takes her to the church. Yes. Uh, and this is where we're getting into the end of the movie. Uh, the big, the big finale, the the climax of the film. So she wakes up from getting basically uh, kidnapped, knocked out. Brianna wakes up. She's sitting in a, uh, in a church pew. She was tied up. Um, and the uh, the guy from the laundromat is there. Uh. And Anthony's sitting there all creepily, just, like, facing the wall at a mural. Yeah, not even looking at her at all. Yeah. And he's not responding to anything that's going on around him. And uh, this is where the guy starts his uh, his monologue, basically. The whole, it was planned from the start, sort of yeah. villainous monologue. Which really, like, Candyman's not even, like, the villain in this movie. It's this guy by yeah, the end of much, it. Yeah, pretty much, because he's basically trying to bring back Candyman. Yeah. 
And so, he, like, he even says, like, ah, I used to go to church every Sunday when I was a kid. And then he, like, looks at what he's doing and goes, I guess I'm on some other shit now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, he's, he, the whole thing is he's been plotting to bring back Candyman. We need a new Candyman. Candyman's name has been forgotten in time. It's kind of like a Freddy yeah, Krueger thing. Basically, everybody needs to remember him sort of thing. Yeah. I think, like, Candyman even, like, said it in the first movie. like, remember me. Yes, he does, actually. Yeah. Remember me. And so, uh... So he's trying to bring back the essence that is Candyman and create this new one through Anthony. Uh, I I guess you could kind of say this was all, like, predestined, it seems. Pretty much, because... that Anthony was going to be the next Candyman. But, like, this guy was just, like, making sure it happens. Yes, and then he pretty gruesome part of the movie uh, saws off what's left of Anthony's hand. Yeah, completely dismembers his hand just and shoves then, a hook right in there. Just shoves a hook right in there and basically gives him the whole Candyman outfit, the which, coat. Yeah, which I think is weird. Like, there's a dress code to be a Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> But he wanted him to be to look just like him, and he does. And he looks—he's he, a scary-looking Candyman by the end of it. Yeah, he is. Uh, oh, and it's, you know, to point out at this point, like the 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 beast thing's like already up to his face. His whole body looks like basically a beehive. Yeah, it's like he's got the whole like hexagon kind of like yeah holes all throughout. dots all throughout his like his arm, the right side of his body, and like up to his face. Yes. It's real fucked up. He's fucked up. He's he's not reacting to even like his arm getting. Well, he he kind of gives he like has a, tears in his eyes. He has tears he has... in his eyes, and like when he cuts off his hand, Anthony kind of gives a little, you know. But that's it. Exactly. Yeah. No emotion whatsoever, except just for the tear in his eye. Yeah. But he's stone faced the entire time. It's actually a pretty powerful scene. Yeah. Very sad one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the whole time she, uh, Brianna, the whole time she's trying to escape, she stole a pen from the laundromat. Yes, and used it to and, escape. And used it to cut the the rope tied to her hands. She escapes. Yeah, she escapes while he's uh, trying to get them all outfitted up, me and Candyman, and she tries to run and escape, and he chases after her. The yeah. Not Candyman. Which is Anthony now. Anthony, who's Candyman now. Uh, William, the laundromat guy. Uh, He's chasing after Brianna, and this is another scene I love because it's another, like, a white woman wouldn't do this, but a black woman does because white people are dumb in horror movies. Exactly. Um, yeah. she, he, she knocks him to the ground and stabs him with the pen, and she doesn't fucking stop until he is dead. Because, you know, if it was like a, a Laurie Strode situation, if it was going to be a white girl doing it, she would like like knock him down, maybe stab him once and leave, and he'd get back up. Never and double after. taps. Never double taps. But but Brianna, she's like, no, you're going to die. <laughs> to the point where Anthony, as Candyman, comes up and says, I think he's dead. I think he's dead. I think, he's done, I think you've done enough. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he, he, he kind of like hobbles over to her uh, falls she gets down she's crying you know she she's she, she's been mad at him this whole time thinking he's going crazy and then she sees like all this shit's like actually going down then the police come uh, yeah then then the cops come and this uh, this scene kind of pissed me off this scene it's it's a heartbreaking scene and it's very it, it I'm sure this hits really close to home to a lot of fucking people 
The cops come in, ask no questions, shoots Anthony. He's laying on the fucking ground. Yeah. In her lap, basically. And they shoot him up. Yeah, and they they light him the fuck up, and yeah, if like arrest her. They arrest her, bring her to the cop car, and then the cop gets in and basically telling her that she needs to spin this story that looks good on them, otherwise she's going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, she'll be in prison the rest of her life. Yeah, and uh, you know, she's pretty upset about everything that happened, but she she looks at the mirror in the, in the, in the cop car and she's like, let me see my reflection uh, and I'll say whatever you want basically. And at first the cop's like, what? But then he goes along with it Yep. Moves the mirror to her face. And she says Candyman. Four times. Yes. She says Candyman four times. And then she stops there. And then the cop... I think it's like really important that the cop says the last Candyman. He's like, Candyman? And then Anthony wakes up from death, basically. And he's like floating around, just slaughtering the shit out of these cops. He's got like a bunch of bees flying around his head. Yes. I he looks really good in this in this scene. He's like really creepy. And he kills the fuck out of all the oh, police yeah. that are there. He slaughters the shit out and then he starts his monologue. Uh, it's Tony Todd's voice, ain't it? Or is it his? No, it was his. It was Anthony's voice, but it's like deepened and like it's got an effect to it, but like it's really creepy. And he's got his hook. And he's like dragging it across the the cop car as he's giving this monologue, and his reflection is Tony Todd. Well, no, his reflection is actually like different Candyman from each like window that you see his reflection in. It's like uh, the different Candyman. Oh yeah. And uh, then he kills the the last cop. Brianna gets out of the car. Uh, she chases after him. She Anthony, wait. She chases after him, and he turns around. And basically his whole body is covered by bees, but when he turns around towards her after he kills the last police officer, yeah, you see... Tony Todd. Tony motherfucking Todd. De-aged. De-aged, uh, but it looks great. Because, you know, ghosts don't get older. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, de-aged is Tony Todd, and he goes, tell everyone. And then the movie ends. And the movie just... It's, it's done right there. Um... But that's it, everybody. It's that's a, Candyman. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. It was a good movie. It was a really good movie. Um, I'd watch it again. I, I plan on watching it again once it comes out. I'll, wa- I'll buy the Blu-ray. Like, yeah. Um, I definitely would give this another watch. I've, I've heard a lot of people complaining that this movie is kind of disappointing. Uh, like, th- this isn't going into the people complaining that it's like, too woke or whatever. Uh, that, like, I've heard some people say, oh, this is kind of a disappointing movie. Not a lot happened. It's not very, like, it doesn't have a high kill count, all that. But it doesn't a need... A good it. horror movie doesn't have to have a high kill count. Yeah, this isn't Friday the 13th. Exactly. You know yeah. what you're getting when you get when you watch Friday the 13th. Yeah, and the first Candyman, it's always, it, it didn't have a really high kill count either. No, it was less than this movie. And, you know, it, it does do the whole less is more. Because, um, honestly, in the first Candyman, there was, like, maybe, what... Four, it's like four or five four people or five died. Deaths. Maybe the, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, and that's including Helen, Helen yeah. dying at the end. But like, uh, it's it's not going for a high body count. It's going for like a compelling, scary story. Yes, and that's more important. Yeah, way more important. Um, it's it's not a slasher. 
No. A lot of people get that confused. Candyman's a slasher. Candyman's no. not a slasher. The first Candyman, I'd say, is like, it's more like a more modern 90s take on like a, a gothic era, like yeah. sympathetic monster movie. Yeah, pretty much. Where he's basically like a 90s, like Dracula, Frankenstein. Yes. Um,. And this movie kind this of more, goes This movie's more about the story and the backstory yeah. of everything. I'll say it's then, a little bit more of a slasher than the original. It has a, a more slasher elements than the original yes. does, but it's still not It's not a slasher. Yeah. I agree. And there was a whole C-plot to this movie that we didn't even bring up. I'm realizing now because it, it just kind of felt weird that it was in there to begin with. And it's all uh, about Brianna's father uh, killing himself. He was an artist. He went crazy. Her brother even said when he was consoling her yeah, um, about Anthony, he's, he's like, look, I don't want to overstep, but you don't have to be there every time an artist has a mental breakdown. So, uh, sorry for, for skipping out on that. It just, it kind of felt oddly placed. You could cut that point out of the whole movie and yeah, it really wouldn't change anything. Yeah, exactly. It's one, it's one of those things that's very easily forgotten. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame her for trying to have something to give, like, Brianna a bit more background. Yes. Uh, it's like, she's kind of been through this before with her father. I don't know if it was a Candyman situation related to that, but it was basically like, yeah, okay, you're giving Brianna a bit more in her background, but she didn't really need it. She's, her character stands well enough on her, on its own without needing that. So it just kind of felt shoehorned in. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, any final thoughts on the movie? Final thoughts on the movie is uh, it's great. It's great. Go watch it um, if you haven't. Uh, I mean, unless you're easily offended by uh, black people having a movie for them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if if you are, you're probably not going to be listening to this podcast for very long. Yeah, you probably have already stopped. Uh, we, but you know we what? Ain't the, we ain't the ones for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think? Great movie. Would watch it again. Um, the thing is, and this is actually a good question, do you think they would ever make another Candyman after this? Like a sequel to this particular Candyman? Or do you think they should just leave it alone? Well, are you asking what I think they'll do or what I think they should do? <laughs> what do you think? I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if they make a sequel to this. It's Hollywood. You money. Know? Money. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, it was a successful movie. Uh, oh, lots. Nia DaCosta, uh, first um, black female director to like break the box office to this... like. To this props to her she yeah. did a wonderful job yeah very wonderful job and you know it's a shame that we have we have to wait till 2021 for this to happen but yeah she did an amazing job broke the box office it's a hit it's a success uh she did amazing work i would expect a sequel just because of that alone do i think they should make a sequel to this no i think they should leave it as it is right here it doesn't need to get dragged in the mud any this movie is perfect end point for the series if they want to go like 40 more years down the road and make another Candyman, then it's another legacy sequel reboot thing sure sure um i'll be old decrepit me by then and just be like i'll hate everything at that point so <laughs> so hopefully i'll still be alive by then <laughs> yeah yeah i'll be god we'll be too damn old 
he's 70. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll be grumpy old man. Yeah, so this is probably the first episode of the podcast. I had another thing planned, but uh, this is, this will probably wind up being episode one. Um, Pilot episode, however you want to say it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, if, if everything seems a little, like odd with with this recording and with this podcast and everything. This is my first time doing anything like this. I, I you know, me too. I, I mean, this is this is whole this is whole experience is new. But honestly, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. What about I, you? Oh yeah, I've had fun doing this, uh, and I plan on doing it more. I'll, and we'll we'll get better at the, we'll, we'll we'll figure all this out. Oh yes, most definitely. And um, so next is probably going to be. Malignant, the new James Wan movie that's Can't wait to fucking see coming that movie, out man. very soon. Cannot wait to see it. Uh, it looks really good. We saw the trailer um, when watching Candyman. Uh, it looks really good. It's James Wan. He has a very good reputation. Yeah, he's James Wan. Uh, he's kind of like the the modern day like big name in horror. Yeah, pretty much. So. Uh, we'll we'll be watching that and doing a review on it, and uh, we'll see you guys then. I feel like I should have like a catchphrase for the end of it. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll figure it out. Clitu, Verata, Nicto. <laughs> Y'all have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>